He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short, we said, let's go for it. And a week and a half later, thanks to Redwoods Incorporated, we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy. And to make it even better, the cost was less than we had budgeted. Redwoods Incorporated exceeded our expectations. If you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service, go see Greg or Scott at Redwoods Incorporated, conveniently located off North Valley Mills Drive on Esther Street behind Applebee's Restaurant. You'll be glad you did. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Ponds. Large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry. Their inventory includes rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Stainless steel jewelry starts at $19.99. Also, they offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, 254-662-4802. Seven twenty two. Well, that's a good song. 722, welcome back into the program. And by the way, our weather forecast, as always this morning, brought to you by our good friends at Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home, Waco's leading funeral home since 1925, 6101 Bosky Boulevard. Check them out at whbfamily.com. Tom and Ward in the uh, Alan Samuel Studios this morning. Glad to have you with us. Uh, and we've got our CNC Collision Center text line wide open for you this morning. You want to talk about the... Uh, the uh, college football playoffs. Uh, you want to talk about the World Series? Uh, whatever you, whatever's on your mind, you can uh, jump on the CNC Collision Center text line. Let us know about it at 254-662-1660. Ah, uh, did the best team in baseball win the World Series? Yes. I, 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 you know, and again, I, I know that they did not move over the 500 mark until August, but it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Clearly, they also the, made some great moves. Yeah, you know, in the middle of the season to get, to, you know, to where they had a shot at this thing, and it worked out. No, I agree. I mean, it's uh, it, it, and that's a good club. Uh, and they and they were the they played the best baseball at the end of the year, and that's what you know. When, they had the best pitching. Right. And, look, that just proves if you can pitch, you can win baseball games. But if it wasn't for the committee selecting them to be the fourth team to get it. <laughs> oh, the, oh the, okay, sorry. Sorry. You're not going to let it go. No. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> That's another sport where you play your way in and play your way out. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how that all works out. Uh <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking about uh, Olympics and, and the judges and everybody getting – hey, never mind. 7 nothing. Braves win it. Uh, three home runs in the game. And, again, Ward, they got off. Uh, you know, they jumped out to the 3 nothing lead in the in the top of the third inning. Boy, that was not a cheapie either. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was a shot. They add three more in the fifth and then scratch a run of the seventh uh, on the uh, Freddie Freeman home run. And uh, 
they get it done, seven to nothing. And uh, now, uh, you know, they celebrate, they go home and have a parade in Atlanta. And what's next for the Astros? I mean, and again, if, if you're Houston, is Dusty Baker the guy you want leading this club? I think so. I do too. I do too. I mean, they navigated through some some bumpy roads now. They had a lot of injuries. Their pitching staff was decimated throughout the season, and they still found a way to get there. So, you know, I think he did a great job managing this team. And he wants to be there. I mean, he genuinely wants to be there. So, uh, bring it back. Let, let's hear from Dusty Baker and his thoughts on, on the game. It's tough big time. And, uh, you know, but they played uh, – they played great. We couldn't keep them in the ballpark, and uh, we walked somebody. And then you know, that's led to you know the crooked number of innings. But you know, uh, their pitching shut us down. First, I'd like to, above all, just say congratulations to Brian Snitker and the and the Braves and and the town of Atlanta. And uh, yeah, it's tough. But you know, something you gotta you know you gotta keep on um, keep on trucking. That and that gives you even more incentive next year it's tough to take now but um you know this too shall pass it i mean it really hurts but it's over isn't he a cool dude yeah. i mean what and a class act. that's the game of baseball yeah I and mean, when it's done you throw it in the trash can and say okay how do we get how do we get to the next one yeah and, and for the astros for this one it's that's even a little bit tougher to do but because it was for the world championship but again that just shows he's a baseball guy through and through. And, and for the Astros, it's it's now let's look at our club, let's evaluate our ball club, and let's figure out how we can get better heading into, into next year. So we'll see. All right, uh, 726, we are 26 after 7 o'clock. And, and the sad part about that deal for all of us is that's the end of baseball until February. And and then in February we'll, we'll we'll do this thing all over again. So uh, for us baseball guys, uh, baseball nuts, uh, we uh, we got to wait till till February to see how uh, how things go, and uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll start watching the Rangers and the Astros as they head to spring training, and uh, we get this thing going again. And, and college baseball, we'll have a lot of college baseball coming your way uh, in uh, in February. So and and. We'll have all the Baylor baseball games right here on ESPN Central Texas, and all the uh, Baylor softball games will be down the hall on uh, on uh, 101.3 FM, so keep that in mind. All right, 727, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. So we are going to talk to Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears making the trip to Fort Worth this Saturday for the rivalry matchup with the TCU Horned Frogs. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Bears, Frogs, this Saturday from Fort Worth. And you can hear John, JJ, and Ricky call all the action right here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas. 
Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Great food and hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe in Robinson. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special, two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns, and the Rocket Breakfast Burrito, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. The daily lunch special includes free dessert. Or check out the world-famous Rocket Burger with two one-third pound patties and all the fixings. The Friday Night Lights all-you-can-eat catfish special is just what fans enjoy on their way to the home games. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. At CMC Auto Group, we have always strived to carry the highest quality pre-owned inventory in town. All vehicles serviced, checked out, oil changed, and ready to drive daily. At CMC Auto Group, Central Texans are our customers, and Central Texans are who we strive to please. Great local financing available with incredibly low interest rates. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. Ian and Claire, tell them where. CMCAutoGroup.com Say habla espanol. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. A three-run home run by Jorge Soler propelled the Atlanta Braves to a 7-0 win over the Astros to take the World Series in six games. It's the first baseball championship for the Braves since 1995. The first college football playoff poll has Georgia on top, followed by Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon. Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Oklahoma finish off the top eight. Baylor is listed at 12, A&M 14. The NFL trade deadline included Vaughn Miller going from the Broncos to the Rams, and the Chiefs got Melvin Ingram from the Steelers. In the NBA last night, the Mavericks lost at home to the Heat, 125-110. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the latest on college football with Shahan J. Araja from CBSSports.com on ESPN Central Texas. Seven thirty-one. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics. Got the Bears and the Horn Frogs coming up Saturday afternoon for Fort Worth, and we're joined now by Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Shehan, first of all, thanks for being with us this morning. Your thoughts on the uh, on on last night's college football playoff rankings? Yeah, it's hard not to. It's hard to look right past number two, right? With Alabama coming up at number two, despite only having you know two okay wins over Mississippi State and Ole Miss. 
uh, and having a loss to Texas A&M. I mean, I think that's higher than a lot of us expected. It's not a huge shock that they're in the top five. It's not a huge, huge shock that they're in the top four. But to see them ahead of Cincinnati, ahead of Oregon, ahead of Michigan State, who, of course, is still undefeated, it, it's I, I think it's really a little bit of a shock to me. And the other thing with that, too, is that it makes me think that Alabama's in much better position than we thought uh, maybe heading into that final stretch run. Will we ever, ever see a, a, a group of five make it into this this field of four, ever? So think back to, to 2017, right, when UCF is putting together their fantastic season, when they're putting together two consecutive undefeated regular seasons with a big bowl game win in between as well, and they didn't make it, of course. And the thing that people said is like, well, if you want to make it, you've got to schedule tough. You've got to schedule tough in non-conference because maybe your conference schedule playing in the American isn't going to quite be good enough. And you look at this Cincinnati team, they rose to the challenge. They scheduled Indiana, who heading into the year was the top 25 team. Unfortunately, they disappointed, which I think has hurt them. Uh, but then they scheduled Notre Dame on the road, right? A top 10 team, a team that ranked number 10 in the first playoff ranking. So they did everything that they were asked to do. And at this point, they ranked number six in the country. And unfortunately for Cincinnati, the bulk of their playoff case has already been made. They do have two nice games again uh, against SMU and Houston uh, coming up. But the other thing with that, too, is that SMU and Houston, neither of them were ranked in, in the first top 25. So I, I just unfortunately think it's going to be a really tough road. Uh, there's going to be some movement ahead of, of Cincinnati, of course. I mean, one of Michigan State or Ohio State has to lose. Oregon still has to finish undefeated. Alabama still has to beat, uh, you know, uh, has to beat Auburn just for this to even be a conversation heading into the SEC title game. But, I mean, you look at what happened yesterday, you look at what's happened the past couple of years, it doesn't seem like a group of five teams is ever going to get a fair shake. What does Oklahoma have to do to maybe get a ticket to the party? Yeah, I'm still very confident that if Oklahoma finishes the season undefeated, they're going to easily be in. They still have uh, at least two ranked games remaining against number 11, Oklahoma State, and, of course, number 12, Baylor. And they'll get one of those teams most likely in the Big 12 title game as well. So that's potentially three ranked wins. And even if uh, even if one of those teams loses twice, they still, I think, should be a top 20 type team. So I, I still think that they're in very good shape. I think that the committee kind of is sending them a message that, you know, first of all, you haven't played anybody, and second of all, you haven't played especially well in uh, some of your early season games. So I, I think, though, that that's the advantage that they have, and that's the opportunity that they're going to have to move up is the fact that they still have the meat of their schedule in front of them. And, and if they go and they win the Big 12 and they finish 13, and I have no question that they're going to be in the college football playoff. Do you see a day – that every Division One college football team has a fair and equitable opportunity to play for a championship because that date's not here yet. Yeah, fair and equitable stuff. I, I think that there will potentially, if we expand to 12, be a day where at least it's like conceivably possible. And the, the funny thing about this, right, because you look at the past couple of years, the American Athletic Conference has been head and shoulders above uh, the rest of the other Group 5 conferences. They've produced the vast majority of teams that go to the New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, the funny thing about this whole round of realignment and with Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston coming to the uh, coming to the Big 12 is that I think it actually kind of flattens uh, the, the gap between some of the Group of Five conferences and, and the Power Five, for that matter, too. But I think that, uh, that that's one of the things. So, like, 
in a given year, I think that the Americans could produce the best group of five team. In a given year, uh, the Sun Belt could produce the, the best group of five team. In, in certain years, I, I think that the Mountain West has produced the best uh, group of five team. So I think it really does open things up from that perspective. Now, of course, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with Conference USA. We're going to have to see what happens with the WAG. We're going to have to see whether any other FCS leagues move up. So, you know, when we start widening things up, and if there's 160 uh, FBS teams, I think that it just the, the chance becomes smaller. But I do think that this next round of realignment, if we do expand to a 12-team playoff, which seems, I, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. It seems like it helps everybody out. It seems like it's a good thing for the entire sport. But if we do finally move to that, I do think that it gives us a much better opportunity for almost any team in college football to at least conceivably have a shot, even if it's always going to be a long shot. And even if, obviously, even in the group of five, there are still haves and have-nots. What's the game of the week this week in college football to you? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, so so obviously I think that seeing how Baylor plays CCU is going to be a lot of fun this upcoming week. I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird game. I mean, honestly, it's kind of a light slate this week. Last week was really the uh, the kind of heavyweight slate in a lot of ways. But right now I think it's just going to mostly be, you know, can some of these teams at the top survive, right? Can uh, can Baylor survive against TCU? Can Georgia keep winning? Can Alabama keep winning? Um, you know, I, I don't recall there being a, sort of a, a game-changing type matchup this week. It, it's really going to be more like it was two weeks ago where teams just have to take care of business. And sometimes it's easier said than done. Uh, Lincoln Riley uh, basically said that uh, he's concerned about how things are being done. Uh, all of a sudden you get to not one but two guys getting uh, getting fired in the middle of the year and he, he's concerned that this may become a trend uh what are your thoughts there yeah i actually went down to tcu yesterday to talk to uh tcu's athletic director and, and go to his press conference and one of the things that he pointed to in terms of the quick firing well first of all he did not want gary patterson to be gone as quick as he was he wanted him to coach to the end of the season and gary kind of said i don't want to but uh but you know i think that one of the reasons that we've seen so many mid-season type decisions is because of that early signing period i, I mean it's december 15th or whatever it is and so i think that every program wants to feel confident that they're going to have a coach in place in time for that early signing period because the reality is right if you make this decision at the end of the year and you don't make it public until the end of the year uh you know you could be firing your coach on like december 3rd and then you have 10 days to hire a coach and for that coach to meet with all all of your recruits and try to convince them to stay so i think that that's a big part of the reason that we have been seeing this is because teams want to get out ahead of that early signing period and I do think that this is going to become a little bit more of a trend, which I, I hate. I mean, I, I don't think it's good for the players. I don't think it's good for the coaches. I don't think it's good for anybody for these decisions to be made in October. Like, I, I just think that that puts everybody in such a bad position. But I think that that's such a huge part of it. And the other thing, too, at least with you know the Big 12 Conference, with Texas Tech and TCU, is that I think that they know that it's very important for them to be able to have a stable coach in place and have a stable program in place and have success in place by the time that this round of realignment comes, right? Because you're going to be competing against Baylor. You're going to be competing against Cincinnati. You're going to be competing against Houston. And, and I think that the way that the tone is set early in these tenures is going to be a huge deal because if Baylor comes out and for example, is 
far and away the best team in this new-look Big 12 to start. If Houston does that, if Cincinnati does that, if UCF does that, if BYU does that, I think that kind of sets the tone for how things are going to be for the next five to ten years in this conference. And so I think that if you're Texas Tech or if you're TCU, you're thinking we can't deal with mediocrity at this such important time. And so maybe that's also part of why you're making a decision so early. UTSA goes on a little move and throws a lot of money at Jeff Trailer. Does that take him off the table for Texas Tech or TCU, or is that just kind of shiny money in his in his uh, on his plate? Because we all know that contracts are made to be broke, right? <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know, so you look at the buyout first of all, right? And so this off season, it would be a seven point five million dollar buyout, which is pretty steep to hire a coach from Conference USA. I mean, they'll, I, I believe that the, the only other coach who has a buyout like that in Conference USA is Bill Clark over at UAB, and they love Bill Clark at UAB, right? I mean, this guy's been there for years and years and, and kind of rebuilt that program, literally. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's a huge deal in terms of uh, having a giant buyout. And the other thing, too, is that I, I just do legitimately think that you can't sign a 10-year contract in about phase that quickly. Like, I just don't think that you can, right? Like, I, I just don't think that you can almost live with uh, live with the consequences of that. And, and like you said, contracts are, are made to be broken. Uh, I'm not saying that Jeff Trailer is going to be there for 10 years because he's obviously, I, I don't think, going to be. But I do think that the biggest thing that they could offer him is that they can tell him, we got you. You know, you can be here. You can be stable. You know that you can be uh, successful at this place. And we're going to make it at least financially competitive enough that you don't have to leave, right? Because if you're making, he was making about 800k before this. Now he's going to be making nearly three million. Well, three million is what Texas Tech paid Matt Wells, right? Like that's competitive with some lower tier uh, Big 12 and Power Five salaries. So, like, yes, he could make more money if he goes somewhere else. But like, the reality is, it's probably going to be relatively competitive. And I think that if you like where you are. If you like the job that you're at, if you like the people that you work with, if you like the kids that you're recruiting, you want to keep coaching them, there's every reason for you to just kind of stay and see what you can do uh, if, if you don't have to leave for financial reasons. Now, if I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, right? But if, if LSU comes and says, we're going to pay you $9 million a year, well, like, eh, how do you say no to that, right? Like, that's a conversation that you have to have. But at least for Texas Tech, I think this definitely takes them out. And for TCU, I think it very, very likely takes them out. And doesn't it speak to the commitment level of the Roadrunner football program for them to, to act so quickly and get this thing done? No doubt about it. And something that you've heard a lot from them is that, one, I mean, this is, this is exactly what, <laughs> what UTSA envisioned when they started a football program back in 2011. They wanted to be a, a team that was – competitive and and had you know some fans in the national media and and were pushing for top 25 votes all that sort of stuff like this is the vision and, and they have a real chance to finish 13 and 0 and you know have one of the greatest seasons of, uh, from the conference they've seen in a very long time like this is it this is, this is what they wanted and on top of that i actually think that nil has been a huge winner for them because they are in the city of san antonio and they've leveraged the city of san antonio about as well as any team has leveraged any major city in america right now and I, obviously it helps uh, that san antonio does not have uh, pro football that, that this is the football team of san antonio and you know the other thing too is that they're about to move to the american and Yes, it's not going to be the same version of the American, but I think that there's still a lot of confidence 
from people around the sport that eventually they're going to, uh, you know, that, that this league is going to open up and it's going to be a six-team playoff. And if that's the case, well, then, okay, maybe there is a real playoff case down the road. No, I'm not going to say that. UTSA is going to win a national championship with Jeff Trailer at the head. I mean, I just that's probably not realistic, but you're going to be competing with SMU and Memphis, and you're going to have a chance, I think, uh, to push for New Year's Six Bowls and compete for, you know, if there's an expanded college football playoff. So there's so many things that they can accomplish right now at UTSA. And I'll tell you what, I remember sitting at the, uh, at the Texas High School Coaches Association. Uh, they have a big uh, they have a big sort of panel with all of the FBS uh, Division One coaches. And Jeff Trailer joked, but I think that there's a, an ounce of truth in it, like, Man, I wish that I had you, your guys' job still being a high school coach because, uh, you know, the only reason that I really want to be up here is because of that big check that they cut me. Well, I think that he likes being at UTSA, and, and I think that, yes, he, of course, wants to keep growing and he wants to keep advancing and he wants to have the best job that he can, but I think that there's a huge draw to just being able to, you know, cash a check that's going to mean good things for his family and also be at a place that he likes and also not take too many chances. Shayhan, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. Uh, what are you working on for CBSSports.com? Yeah, well, I'm hoping to uh, to potentially uh, make it down to Waco for Baylor versus Oklahoma in two weeks. Still trying to work out some of the details there, but that should be a lot of fun. Uh, and make sure and check out our new episode of the College Football Playoff Show where we react to these first-rounder rankings. And trust me, we, uh, we have a lot to say. All right. Hey, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll see you. That is a Shehan J. Araja from CBSSports.com. Great stuff, as always, talking college football. 7.45, we're 15 away from 8. We'll talk about the Bears and the TCU Horn Frogs. They're coming up uh, Saturday afternoon at 2.30. We'll give you details on that and talk a little bit about uh, the matchup uh, when we come back. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. Walk-On Sports Bistro in Waco, a place where over-the-top enthusiasm and culture is the daily norm. Come watch your game with us and enjoy mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine. Prepare fresh enough from scratch kitchen. Enjoy wings, burgers, po'boys, seafood, and alligator. And don't forget the boom-boom shrimp. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. till close. And all day Sunday, Walk-On Sports Bistro in Waco. Check us out online at locations.walk-ons.com. Walk-Ons in Waco, where everyone is treated like family. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. 
Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Goodfeet Arch Supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly. The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Goodfeet and try the arch supports. When I went to the Goodfeet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports. And took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. A three-run home run by Jorge Soler propelled the Atlanta Braves to a 7-0 win over the Astros to take the World Series in six games. It's the first baseball championship for the Braves since 1995. The first college football playoff poll has Georgia on top, followed by Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon. Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Oklahoma finish off the top eight. Baylor is listed at 12, A&M 14. The NFL trade deadline included Vaughn Miller going from the Broncos to the Rams, and the Chiefs got Melvin Ingram from the Steelers. In the NBA last night, the Mavericks lost at home to the Heat, 125-110. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Alan Samuel Studios. Alright, 749, drive safely on your way to work or school this morning. We got rain falling here in the heart of Texas. Should rain all day. At least that's what uh our Fox 44 weatherman is telling us rain today and then uh, should have some nice weather and uh, cool weather as we get ready for football coming up this weekend. Remember, we get an early start to football. Uh, it begins on Thursday with the uh, Waco Lions concluding their 2021 season, taking on the uh, fourth-ranked Panthers of Duncanville. We'll be in Duncanville for that one beginning with the pregame tomorrow night at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock. So uh, keep that in mind. All right, coming up on Saturday, it is the Bears and the TCU Horned Frogs. The Baylor at 7-1 and one overall, 4-1 one in the league and the frogs at three and five they're just one and four in conference competition and uh it, it will be interesting to see how the fans in fort worth react without longtime head coach gary patterson on the sideline it'll be interesting to see how the players react ward uh as their longtime leader is is not uh, there to lead them and will will there be a different look or a different feel to the game with a different play caller on the defensive side of the football. Yes. So it, it, th those things will be things that you, you got to kind of keep an eye on. And will they? And there'll be a lot of tributes outside the stadium, and maybe inside the stadium to Gary Patterson. You hope so. Yeah, I I just I believe that wholeheartedly. Earned that, hasn't he? Oh yeah, absolutely. Dave Aranda at the press conference on Monday was asked about did he you know. Do you do you prep a little differently? I mean, is it going to be a different look? Uh, 
to uh, to the uh, to the football team for TCU without Gary Patterson on the sideline. It'll be a different a different play caller, though he's called it before. I think there's going to be a fair amount of similar uh, similar things on that side of it. You know, I think offensively, I think there there is a, a pretty strong history of an attack there, a lot of deep roots, and so we're going to go off of that. But I think anytime there is that change, you want to leave open the ability to adjust, and so to give yourself uh, a way out or a curveball or a change up to uh, kind of what their their main their main stuff is. Now, look, this happened on Sunday, and you play on Saturday. It's not like you're going to install a, a 5-2 defense and, and the wishbone on offense. They're not making those massive changes. But it, they may change blitz packages. They may change, you know, uh, on what down and distance they do certain things because everybody has their own personality, Ward, and everybody does things just a little bit different. And so there will be a little different feel and a little different look, I would think. Yeah, it'll be a little different. It's not going to be a whole lot different. I mean, just because you don't have the personnel to change a whole lot of things, you don't have the time to change a whole lot of things. Right. Uh, so – I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, close mirrored look to what Gary Patterson has designed with that defense. And, you know, they, they may stun a little bit more. They may bring the backers a little bit more. They may, you know, run a little more cover, uh, cover two cloud or cover three cloud. And, you know, they, they may do some different things, but it's going to be the same concepts. So, uh, 2.30 for the pregame. And then uh, it, it all begins with uh, – with uh, game day live at ten thirty, so make uh, make plans to uh, to come join us in Fort Worth. We'll be there at ten thirty uh, for game day live, and then at twelve thirty, it'll be the uh, network pregame. Uh, the uh, at uh, twelve thirty, and that's the tailgate show. And of course, uh, it w- we're we're going to be broadcasting live from the Brown Lumpton University Union Building in the auditorium. That's directly across from Eamon Carter on uh, Stadium Drive, and. Uh, they'd love to. They'd love to have you if you're coming up and you want to have some lunch and all that kind of stuff. You, uh, they'd they'd like for you to register. That's the uh, office of Baylor alumni. Here's the phone number, by the way: two five four seven one zero eight three five zero two five four seven one zero eight three five zero. They would prefer if you would uh, register for the um, for the event. You know. Got to know how I Lark and I are going to be cooking the burgers and we just don't know how many to cook. So, uh, no, I'm kidding. But if you could register 710-8350, if you're going to drop by, they would love to have you and love to hear from you. All right. Uh, 754. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We want to talk about Morrison's Gifts, our good friends at Morrison's Gifts. Guys, uh, if, if you're uh, trying to get ahead of the holidays by uh, doing a little gift shopping now and you may be a little short on some cash, well, Uh, The fine folks at Morrison's Gifts has your solution. It's called the Morrison's Layaway Program, and you can lay away any gift purchase by paying a third now, a third in uh, later this month in November, and a third in December. At Morrison's, they feature gifts that she is going to love. John Hart bags and accessories, Consuela purses and totes, and they've also got candles, jewelry, and a whole lot more. Uh, They offer gift baskets for any budget. And uh, they also offer free gift wrapping, and they, they do a beautiful job with that. So uh, check it out. Delivery is also available if you, if you need it to deliver to the office or whatever the case may be. Morrison's Gifts, they're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive next to Jason's Deli. And uh, don't forget, we're going to be broadcasting live out there on November the 17th, so it uh, should be a lot of fun. And uh, 
it will we'll be there and during the um, during the afternoon show and hope you uh, hope you'll come by. We'll give you more details coming up on that November seventeenth live broadcast at Morrison's Gifts. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now here's the voice of the Bears. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking Baylor women's basketball, volleyball, and football. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the voice of the Bears. And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, today our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, beginning with Baylor women's basketball in action tonight in the Farrell Center. Yeah, coming off the uh, the win against uh, Texas A&M Commerce, and so uh, excited for uh, for Coach Cullen and the team to to play tonight and uh, to to watch them against uh, West Texas A&M, 7 p.m. Be there. Looking forward to it. Regular season. I will see you there. November 9th. Yes, you will. Uh, and then Friday and Saturday, how about this? Number one, Texas. Number 10, Baylor in volleyball in the Farrell Center. Yeah, huge, huge. And just, man, encourage all of uh, our Baylor family to, to come on out and, and support our, our volleyball team. As you mentioned, two big matches, Friday at 8 p.m. and then Saturday at, at 6 p.m., both Farrell Center. Uh, the place is going to be rocking. Uh, obviously, Texas in first place right now in the Big 12. We're in second place. And uh, so a great opportunity for us to uh, disrupt all of that. So, <laughs> And uh, Baylor football continues to roll up to number 14. Big win over Texas and headed to uh, Fort Worth to play TCU Saturday. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't get this ranking system. You know, we didn't play and we moved from 20 to 16, which my math says four spots. And then we, we beat a really, really good, you know, Texas team and, and we don't move up as, as much. But uh, you know what? We'll take it and uh, – Great effort by our young men, you know, to come back with uh, resiliency. Didn't didn't necessarily play great the, the first half, but to come back the second half. And then, you know, we've got a, a, a big task in front of us on, on Saturday at TCU, kickoff 2.30 p.m. You know, a lot of stuff going on. I know Coach Aranda has great respect for Coach Patterson and what happened there. And so how does the TCU program rally around that? And so – there's a little bit of uncertainty in terms of uh, what what we can expect and, and uh, what to expect. So uh, we're going to have to be ready, sharp, uh, and uh, play our best football. 
Thanks, Mac. And a reminder, our Baylor Coaches Show comes up tonight, this week only, from 6 to 7 with Ryan McGuire, Baylor volleyball coach and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas. Where we'll have more tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat, I'm John Morris. Waco football on ESPN Central Texas. The Waco Lions conclude the 2021 season this Thursday night when they travel to Duncanville to take on the Panthers. Our coverage of Waco High football will begin at 6.30 with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the action just after 7 o'clock. Don't miss Waco and Duncanville. It's this Thursday night at 6.30 here on your home for Waco High football, ESPN Central Texas. Would you like to make an impact on the lives of children by helping build a strong foundation for their education? A degree or certificate through McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Program can put you on the path to a rewarding career in the teaching field. Start your career while continuing to take classes that can apply to a bachelor's degree. Find out how to get started today at mclennan.edu or contact us at 254-299-8786. Hi, my name is Ted, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A peppermint chip shake is when the peppermint shake is available, that's to me sort of announces that the holiday season is here. I guess most people count down the days until Christmas, but me, I count down the days until the shake comes out. Hi, I'm Michaela, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A peppermint chip milkshake is that first sip when you taste the peppermint chip pieces, it's like catching snowflakes on your tongue. Share a peppermint chip milkshake from Chick-fil-A this holiday. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and hour two of the program as we welcome you into the 8 o'clock hour. We got rain on this uh, Wednesday morning. Our 8 o'clock hour, by the way, is brought to you in part by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company where they are currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All of these jobs, by the way, start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply for these jobs at 7601 Imperial Drive. That's 7601 Imperial Drive. All right, coming up in our 8 o'clock hour, we are going to talk to uh, Brian Cope. He's the head football coach over at Lake Belton High School as they concluded their uh, football season. A perfect record. So uh, uh, because they are not in a district as of yet, they will be uh, on the uh, next realignment. Uh, but uh, So their season is concluded. We'll also uh, visit with uh, Stephen Simcox, and get the latest on what's going on in Fort Worth with the TCU Horned Frogs, uh, Baylor's next opponent. And also on the program, uh, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to uh, we're going to let you hear some of the uh, audio. If you didn't catch last night, uh, uh, Chris Barta talking about the uh, the college football playoff rankings, the uh, first rankings that came out from the committee. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit here coming up uh, in in a few minutes. So there you go. Uh, so that that's kind of the plan for the. Uh, 
for the 8 o'clock hour. And, of course, if you want to participate, you certainly can on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. we got a couple of them that we will get to in just a couple of minutes. But right now, we want to welcome into the program Brian Cope, the uh, head coach at Lake Belton. Coach, good afternoon – or good morning, rather. How are you? Man, I'm doing great this morning. We appreciate your time. And it just kind of talk to us a little bit about uh, – how this thing has gone the first couple of years. Obviously, you had a great season uh, playing a schedule where you were not involved in a district schedule. You know, this year we had five teams and had to find 50 games to play, uh, not being in a district. So uh, I'm very, very uh, blessed and thankful to have had an opportunity. We uh, we only lost one game. Uh, we were 39-10 and 10 as a program this year, 25-5 and five as a program um, the previous year. And so, man, it's been a great start, and and that's a testament to to some outstanding kids and and what I think is the best coaching staff in the state of Texas. Man, they do such a great job of building relationships with our kids um, that really get them playing hard every uh, every chance we get. And coach, having that opportunity to build a program, we talked before about that. That's such a great opportunity, but having the success that you've had just shows how much these kids buy into it because there is not a big ring at the end of everything. You're just playing for the competition. What does that say about the kids you have in your program? You know what? It, it starts um, with our two captains, Connor Cruz and Javion Wilcox. Um, and they, they want to make sure that we're out there giving our very best um, any opportunity that we, that we have. And I've been told by a bunch of people that year two is tough because you, you don't have something to play for, but I, we took a different approach. You know, we said, hey, let's go out and, and, and give one degree more and be 1-0 every week. And, and let's not worry. Uh, it's not their fault that, that we couldn't make the playoffs. It's not my fault. It's not, I mean, the, um, it, it's about us trying to, to get better. And I think our kids bought into that. Uh, we won a bunch of close games. Um, and, man, that's just a, a testament to our kids and our coaching staff. Coach, uh, the uh, the numbers, the snapshot was done uh, last Friday. Uh, do you anticipate being five A, five A D two? Where 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 do you think you guys are headed for next year? Yeah, we're headed to five A D one, and so we are actually uh, sending coaches out uh, the next two weeks to go watch some really good five A D one programs and kind of see where we measure up a little bit. Um, I, I think that. You have to, to continue to grow and continue to get better each each year um, and try to build on that um, to be ready to go. It's going to be, you know, tough challenges. I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, there's three Colleen schools that are going to be probably 5AD1. Um, so I would assume we're with them. And then after that, I'll tell you February 1st. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Brian Cope along with us from Lake uh, Belton here on Game Time. And, and Coach, you know, you and I have talked several times, and, and one of the things that you put into place was the, the schedule stopping one week before everybody else on purpose so you could get ready for basketball. It, it is, is the overall program being able to do things like that, how important is that for Lake Belton just building the legacy there? Yeah, I, I think that's – um, you know, yes, I'm, I'm the head football coach and I take pride in that and put a lot of time and energy and effort into that. But I also, um, put a lot of time and effort into to the campus as well. Um, and we, I feel like we got the best principal, 
uh, around and Jill Ross, um, uh, myself and, and her, and then Matt Blackburn, our head softball coach, who was our girls coordinator. We all drove together last night to, to Rockdale to watch our volleyball team play. Uh, I got a booster club meeting tonight. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's important to try to build it all the way through. We want our kids to be multi-sport driven. Um, and if you, you can say that, but if you, if your actions don't support it, i.e. taking week 11 off so that our basketball team has an extra week to get ready, um, then it's just words. And we all know that actions means a lot more than words. Coach, uh, it, it obviously is a new campus. So facility-wise, I'm assuming that uh, you got uh, great facilities and, 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 re- and, uh, and got the things you need to be successful? Yeah, you know, the, the, the crown jewel, in my opinion, of our place right now is the uh, we have two weight rooms, um, one of which has 16 double-sided racks of so 32 lifting stations, um, and the other has uh, 12 double-sided racks of so 24 lifting stations. So at any given time, you know, I can have 128 kids and 96 kids in another weight room um, still getting after it. And, man, I think – you win championships in the weight room and man, our kids have bought in and that starts with our head strength coach, Kate Cole, man, he is the real deal. He's the best I've been around. And man, I, we have a meeting every Monday at 1230 and I, uh, I learned something in that meeting every single week. Uh, and so we're continuing to grow and, and man, he's doing an awesome job with our kids and it's reflecting in, in the, um, us being able to still be very, very physical in varsity games without a senior in the program. Coach, you mentioned having multi-sport athletes and, and being able to play other sports certainly helps you in football. But going into this offseason is a little bit different because of the fact that by February you'll know where you've landed. Does that change the approach or how different does the offseason look once you know where you're going district-wise? You know, we talk to the kids all the time. Uh, I tell them that that Alabama doesn't worry about Georgia or Clemson. They worry about Alabama, and that's what's made them successful um, for the long haul. And we're going to worry about ourselves and find a way to get one degree better. Does offseason look the exact same as it did last year? No. You have to continue to grow, and, and we have more kids in it. Um, and so you got to try to adjust and adapt and, and try to put the best plan um, forward. But our kids uh, are really excited. We're having end-of-the-year meetings today and tomorrow. Uh, letting them have some fun um, Friday and then a little bit next week as well. And then we'll be ready to go starting on the 15th. Um, you know, it's not, it's not their choice that they didn't, that we weren't in the playoffs. Uh, and we hope that's the last time that, that that happens. I know in locker rooms, there's goal boards and I'm assuming that you have a goal board in your locker room. How good is it going to feel when you readjust that goal board and it says win a district championship at the, at, on part of it? Uh, man, that's going to be a, uh, a a great opportunity for our kids. You know, fortunately, with having so many multi-sport kids and being in a 4A district, our kids have had that experience. You know, last year we won the baseball district championship. We also won track district championships. So our kids were there and understand that feeling of success. Um, and so that does help um, us tremendously, I think, uh, in the sense of when you're talking about trying to win those um, championships. For people that don't know, because of the fact that they're just not around the program, but are, but are big high school fans, football is the only sport that you were not competing for a district championship in. Correct? Yes, that is correct. 
everything else we are 4A right now, and then we'll all move up to 5A next year. Coach, man, uh, first of all, congratulations again on a terrific year, and and uh, we wish you uh, the very best moving forward as you continue with your off-season program and, and get ready to go next fall, and, and thanks for the time today. No problem. Thank you all for, for having me. I appreciate all that you all do for high school athletics. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Brian Cope, the head coach at Lake Belt. Have you, have you been on that campus? Yes. It, beautiful. It is unreal. It's beautiful. Uh, they, they did a terrific job. Mm-hmm. A terrific job. So there you go. All right, 11 minutes after 8 o'clock. It's 8-11. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. If uh, if you're just joining us uh, this morning, the top does uh, start the show. Ward, Ward went a little sideways on the college football <laughs> playoff system. We'll talk more Negative. about it. We'll hear, we will hear from the, the uh, chair, and I believe he's the AD at Iowa, Chris Barta, uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that coming up in just a couple of minutes here. But with, uh, right now, I want to talk about City Ranch Boot Company. they got a new location, and they are waiting on you right now. You can uh, choose the uh, the type of skin for your, for your boots or, or whatever you're getting done. You can choose the design and then uh, let them create that perfect pair of boots, a belt, a wallet, handbag, whatever the case may be. You know, they got over 30 years in the industry, and Jay Kelly and his team, they know exactly how to uh, how to please the customer. You can design boots for, uh, I mean, for anything. A, a wedding's coming up, for example. If you want to design a pair of boots for the, for the bride and the groom, or maybe the bride, the groom, and the entire wedding party, you can do that uh, with, uh, with City Ranch Boot Company. Uh, you could put, maybe, just maybe, you're going to uh, reward your staff or a member of your staff for a terrific job. Well done. You could put your company logo on a pair of boots. Maybe you're going to, uh, maybe you're going to uh, give out a pair of boots as a Christmas gift for uh, for for your employees or, or or whatever the case may be. You can put that logo on the. Uh, on the on the boots as well. City Ranch Boot Company, where you can custom design. They're locally owned. They're family operated. I love that part. They're family operated. And, of course, Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. You can uh, design your own or you can shop right off the shelf at the store. They're located at 10267 North River Crossing. 10267 North River Crossing. That's uh, off Highway 6 and, and 185. And uh, or you, you can check them out on Facebook. You can check them out on Instagram. You can check them out on the website, cityranchbootcompany.com, cityranchbootcompany, or cityranchbootrather.com, uh, cityranchboot.com. And uh, here's the phone number. If you got a question, you're saying, well, I wonder if they can do fill in the blank. 254-855-7225. 254-855-7225. And again, online, cityranchboot.com. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Lyle Collins tells you about the offense's new Hulk package right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. 
Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. As the Cowboys prepare for Sunday's visit by the Broncos, we're unsure if quarterback Dak Prescott or left tackle Tyron Smith will get practice reps. Dak is nursing a calf injury, and Tyron left Sunday's game with a sore ankle. We could see Lyle Collins stepping in for Tyron. Now on Sunday night, Lyle played on offense, but it was as a blocking back in a wishbone package the Cowboys call the Hulk. Lyle said he doesn't care if he's asked to play left side or right side or even do like Sunday and pancake somebody as the Hulk. I ain't gonna lie, it's fun. I definitely had a great time. Wherever they need me to line up, that's where I'll be. You know, I haven't practiced too much on the left. You know, we'll see what, what happens moving forward. Dallas did not add a player at yesterday's trade deadline, but they did place linebacker Jabril Cox on injured reserve with a torn ACL. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Umbrellas and jackets needed today as we're going to see periods of rain, and this is going to be some cold rain with temperatures holding steady in the upper 40s to lower 50s. Rain early this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy. We dropped to 46 and mostly cloudy. A cool day tomorrow and a high of only 57. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor. Our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to help you from start to finish. Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods Incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention. So please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by Redwoods Incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be. You'll be glad you did. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for outside or inside your home or office. Western art and pictures to hang on the wall. Purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. They offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. It's the world's best Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. 
Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco, caramelized bulgogi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha lime and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 19 minutes after 8 o'clock. Rain in the heart of Texas and cool temperatures as well. 52 degrees right now here at the studios. The Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat Studios. We appreciate you uh, being with us this morning. All right. Ward, uh, last night, as you well know, at uh, 6 o'clock-ish, the uh, college football playoff rankings, the first edition, and I, I what are they? Really? They're going to be about 22 of them, I guess. I don't know. Uh, before Has your blood pressure dropped yet? <laughs> yes, slightly. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> See, I'm starting to get mad already. We haven't even played the clips. One of the, you know, a couple of big stories, well, there were several big stories that came out of the thing, in, in my opinion, but uh, one was Alabama was number two. Not, not, I thought Alabama would probably be in the top four because they're Alabama, but I didn't think they'd say, hey, look, they're number two. And no disrespect to the Aggies, but that wasn't that an Aggie team that beat them had lost two in a row? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alabama got beat by a team that had dropped two in a row and was, it was, it was not playing well. And they they shows a little more respect for A and M, doesn't it? Yeah, but if you're gonna say it's the body of work and who you played and who you didn't play and blah blah blah, like they said, that don't you have to look and say Alabama, you're one losses to a team that's got two losses and lost two in a row. Doesn't that have to be part of the equation? No. It does for everybody else, unless your name's Alabama on the front of the jersey. And quit antagonizing me. Here's, anyway, uh, here's here's what Chris Barta said about the Cincinnati Bearcats. I would say the committee has great respect uh, for Cincinnati. Uh, the win at Notre Dame, Notre Dame clearly at Notre Dame is a, a, a really impressive win. Uh, when you look at their their schedule after that, or who they played after that, uh, who else did they beat? And so that was the other question. And you know, the committee has been watching games all year and, and uh, most recently in, in the last two weeks, uh, a 2-6 and six Navy team and then a 1-7 and seven Tulane team with a, a freshman quarterback starting. So uh, very impressive win against Notre Dame, a lot of respect. Uh, but looking at the whole picture, we feel six was the right place for Cincinnati. What do you think about that? I mean, look, you knew they were going to look for something and – if if that's what they were looking for, they found it, and I guess it's legitimate. I mean, if you if you want to if you want to look at the way they're going to go about this thing, it is what it is. And we knew that Cincinnati, in the final realm of things, was not going to get invited to the dance. I don't care if they went undefeated; they're not getting in. Period. But they went ahead and went on a empty strike and said. <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and get this out here right now. They ain't playing with us. Pretty clear. Yeah. 
Oh, I, they, I, it, you know, they could have flirted with it and left them in at three or four if they wanted to, but they just they said, "Look, we've got this excuse right now. Let's go ahead and use it right up front, and not worry about having to backtrack and say, yeah, they we thought that they were okay, but then we reevaluated and went back. They had this sitting on the table, and they went, here's why. We can circle this right now. Let's go ahead and circle the wagons and push them down to six, and they're out of the conversation. They're not climbing back in, no matter what they do now. So the makeup on the Navy game and the lipstick on the Tulane game just wasn't pretty enough. Nope. Even though their wins doesn't matter. remain undefeated. Mm-mm. They weren't wins against the right team. Quality, quality program for the last several seasons mm-hmm. doesn't matter. No. Not going to matter. It's not going to. No. I he, mean, it, did you really think it would? I was hoping against hope, Ward. I was, I was I hoping mean, that. Look, we both know, and we've said it, you and I agree on this, and let's just, because it's in our own backyard, there's two teams in this conference alone that ever get invited to the party. I don't care who else you are, you're not getting invited. And, and we both agree on that. So Well, that's what history in, says for certain. Well, yeah. And so why in the world would we think that Cincinnati, who, it, in my opinion, is, is in a lesser conference than the Big 12, why would they get invited? If, you know... If Baylor's not going to get invited, if TCU's not going to get invited, if Oklahoma State's not going to get invited, if West Virginia – I mean, the, the entire list except for two is not getting invited. W- why would we have any inclination that little old Cincinnati's going to get invited? They're not. It's not just happening. not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, here's, here's the story on Alabama from Chris Barta. Well, the committee uh, spent, uh, you know, right away, Georgia was a clear uh, number one. And, uh, and a fair amount of conversation about where Alabama has come from and where they've been and who they've played and beaten, Mississippi and Mississippi State and how well they're playing. Um, but there was a lot of consensus uh, for Alabama to be number two. And then after that, uh, it became from, from three to nine, uh, we've probably spent – uh, you know, a few hours uh, yesterday and this morning uh, working through three to nine because there was so many different ways to approach it. Yeah, you approached it by taking the uh, number one team in the conference, the Big 12 Conference right now, the Oklahoma Sooners, and you placed them at eight. And let's that, That's the one that shocked me more than anything else. I did not see that coming. see. Cincinnati undefeated. They're not there. Ohio, uh, Michigan State. Yeah, okay. So you got a one-loss Alabama team that's uh, in the top four. You got a one-loss Oregon team that's in the top four. You got a one-loss Ohio State team that's five. You got a one-loss Michigan team. Michigan ahead of Oklahoma. Michigan ahead of Oklahoma. Stop it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't get that at all. But, again, it <laughs> look, it's going to change between now and the college football playoffs, but it's not going to change a whole lot. I, I think there's two teams that are going to probably be in there, and they're one and two right now. <laughs> oh, boy. I think Ohio State probably finds their way back in there somehow. Do you do you truly believe that they're looking at 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 these one loss teams and saying that their resume is more impressive than an undefeated football team uh, that is in a Power Five conference? Look, 
if you want, that's go, what they're saying. So they're saying, they're saying that Michigan is a better football team and more deserving than Oklahoma right now. Well, because their resume is better because of how they played. What they're looking at Oklahoma is they're not impressed with the wins that Oklahoma had. And, and that's just – All nine the, all nine of them, right? But that's not, they're not winning handily. They're not winning impressively. And so that's what they're looking at. Uh. Now, now, look, I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there because that, that's what I hear them saying. Do I think it's right? No, I don't. From the CNC Collision Center text line, clearly a Power 5 championship. The other conferences uh, should form their own league. Don't invite me to dinner and then tell me I can't eat because there's no room at the table. That's what the committee is doing and saying to the to all non five uh, uh, to uh, non power five schools. Well, I agree. The, uh, agreed. Uh, agreed. Uh, and it's that's the way it's going to be. It's going to continue to be that way unless they open up and expand the playoffs. And look, I, it, they're going to get pushed back. But right now, they they've pushed that to the other side of the table. They tried to flirt with it this past summer and say, hey. We're going to put together a, a real college football playoff, and we're going to expand it to eight, maybe 12 teams, which I don't think is enough, personally. But, you know, fine. It's it's better than what we have. But still, it, it, to me, it's not enough. But now, you know, they've, they've backtracked that because they don't, you know, they don't want to see it play out. They want to see how much money can we make and what's the best avenue for us to make money well, this is it. Well, clearly they're not seeking the best team uh, in college football. That's not the, the, the goal here. I mean, it just isn't. Uh, here's another one from the 254. The college football playoff system is still a joke, uh, like you say. Uh, OU is at eight, is ridiculous. Even Joy Galloway said it last night. Cincinnati got the shaft uh, on on how to win out. Uh, OU, for OU on uh, has to win out, but that but they are so far down they may not even make it then. And and right now I, I you know, they went out there in. You think? Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. We'll see. They went out. They'll 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 find their way back in. <laughs> Here's one. The CFP's looking at which schools sent them a check. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. All right, and, and, and you know whether whether all of us are right or whether all of us are wrong, it's the perception, and the perception is reality. Let's just be honest. If, if everybody's screaming foul, then it's a foul. It's a it foul, is, but it's not going to change. That's the that's the part of it that's so frustrating. Yeah, not anytime soon. It doesn't appear. No. Not anytime soon. All right, uh, 829, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Brand Fiat. Steven Simcox talks TCU football with us, and he does it next here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear football on ESPN Central Texas. This Saturday, the Bears travel to Fort Worth to take on the TCU Horn Frogs, and we'll be there with Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Our coverage of Baylor football begins at 10.30 Saturday morning with a look at the game, scores, interviews, and a whole lot more. So join us this Saturday morning at 10.30 for Game Day Live as the Bears take on the TCU Horn Frogs. Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on ESPN Central Texas. Texas.
I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday 6 to 8 and Saturday 8 to 5. A three-run home run by Jorge Soler propelled the Atlanta Braves to a 7-0 win over the Astros to take the World Series in six games. It's the first baseball championship for the Braves since 1995. The first college football playoff poll has Georgia on top, followed by Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon. Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Oklahoma finish off the top eight. Baylor is listed at 12, A&M 14. Jayhawks leading rebounder from a year ago, Jalen Wilson, will miss the first three games of the season. He's been suspended by head coach Bill Self after his arrest for suspected DUI. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. 834 with Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us. <laughs> we welcome in from Locked On Horn Frogs, the podcast, Stephen Simcox. Stephen, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good, guys. Enjoying this lovely weather on a Wednesday morning. Uh, we're basking <laughs> in it as well. Stephen, Ward and I haven't spent a whole lot of time or given him much thought to the uh, college football playoff rankings, so uh, we just wanted to get your thoughts. <laughs> really? <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> I thought he's going to blow a gasket this morning, Stephen. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's always a big production. You know, I'd, I'd say the first one, 
the first rankings that come out, we shouldn't get super worked up about because I, I do believe that, you know, like Oklahoma at eight, is it dumb? Yes, I don't think they should be that low. But I also feel like they have three ranked opponents over the last month of the season and a potential Big 12 championship game to play. So they'll have an opportunity to maybe play themselves in. The team I feel the worst for is Cincinnati. And, I mean, if there was a year for a group of five school to get in, I, I think it would be this season. I feel like Cincinnati is a really good team. You know, they went on the road. They beat Notre Dame, who's in the top ten. Um, would they go toe-to-toe with Georgia's defense? I don't know. Probably not. But I don't think there are a lot of teams that can. I'm, just, I'm ready for somebody like that to get a shot. And there's a lot of teams that have some pretty underwhelming resumes. I mean, Alabama's sitting at number two. I get it. Nick Saban's amazing. They always find a way um, to, to be in the mix. And A&M's a good team, but when they lost to A&M, the Aggies were unranked. They had a backup quarterback. Like, that's got to count for something. Losing games like that has to mean something. There are a lot of teams that could not withstand that type of hit. Um, but Bama obviously does. I feel like the worst-case scenario for everybody is that they find a way to beat Georgia in the SEC title game, and then you probably end up with two SEC teams and either Ohio State or Michigan State, depending on how that all shakes out, and maybe Oregon if they can run the table, um, or Oklahoma if they can run the table. But, yeah, I just I feel the worst for Cincinnati. Like, that's the team I think that's really out in the cold and doesn't have much of a chance to make up for where they're at, even though they're only two spots away from the top four with uh, four weeks to play in the season. Do you feel like they left Ohio State right there in striking distance just because uh, we all know that the name on the front of the jersey means something and they want Ohio State in there if they can find a way to get them in? Sure. I mean, those greens definitely have been a huge factor. I think it's, it's a bigger factor than I initially thought when we started the playoff discussion. It seems like it's the same four to seven teams that are there every year. You mix in one or two, depending on who's having a down season. Obviously, Clemson's not in the mix this year. Uh, but Ohio State had that loss to Oregon early in the year, and they quietly, to their credit, kind of taking care of their business. I think C.J. Stroud has gotten more comfortable and gotten better as the season's gone on. And if they can get a win over Michigan State and, and win a Big 12, or excuse me, win a Big 10 title, um, then I feel like they'll be in a good spot to to be right there in the playoffs like they always are. Steven, uh, when uh, when the Bears and the Frogs uh, hit the field on Saturday, and, and I know it's only been a week and, and not even a week, but will there be a different feel, a different look maybe to this TCU football team than than what they've shown in the, in, in the uh, first seven or eight games of the season? Oh, man, yeah. I mean, you're talking about Gary Patterson not being on the sideline for the first time since 1999. That's pretty remarkable. Will they do a, a bunch of different things scheme-wise and personnel-wise? I don't think so. I mean, Jerry Kill is one of Gary's best friends. He's been in the program for a few years. I think he'll keep it pretty steady. You know, the one thing to watch, I guess, if Baylor fans are kind of thinking about the matchup, is Max Duggan is still dealing with that broken bone to split. He um, – he, it was pretty hampered against Kansas State, so they went with Chandler Morris. I don't know if Chandler Morris will get to start this weekend and play some max, depending on how available he is from a health perspective. But, yeah, the vibe in that stadium can be very weird, um, and, and I don't know what to expect. I think we'll probably find out in the first couple minutes uh, just how focused this TCU team is because you have a, a lot of players that have obviously lost their coach um, and are probably thinking about down the line what their next steps are. And you have a lot of coaches that they're going to sell the right things and 
You know, at that press conference yesterday, Jared Kill said that the staff was preparing. But, I mean, I, I think they're going to try their best. Um, but all of them know they're probably going to have to find new jobs at the end of the season. So how engaged can you really be when you when you know, hey, in four or five weeks i got to um, find another place to, to work? Uh, that's a tough situation for everybody to be in. So uh, I, I feel like we'll, we'll see what the energy and effort level is early in the game, and that will tell you a lot about whether or not they have a chance to make it competitive against Baylor on Saturday. Steven, your initial thought when you saw the news come down that Gary Patterson was no longer going to be the coach of the TCU Horn Frogs. Yeah, I was pretty floored, Ward. I mean, you know, I was coming around to the idea as the losses started to pile up that at the end of the season they might do something like this where they ask Gary, hey, could you please sit down gracefully and we'll make, you know, we'll make a big deal of it and we'll make sure you're appreciated and you're compensated well. But we, we think it's time for us to move on. Or maybe Coach Patterson himself would kind of look in the mirror and just see, I feel like it's time for me to, uh, to, to step down and move on somewhere else. But the fact that they basically fired him is, is pretty shocking to me, um, that they did it in the middle of the year. I, I think this speaks to, one, just the way college football is now. Like, everybody's trying to make these decisions earlier because of the early signing period. And Jeremiah Donati, the athletic director, said yesterday – one reason they did this now is because they, um, you know, they wanted to get a jump on the coaching search, and they didn't want to be searching for another coach behind his back, which is understandable. But uh, I don't think it went the way they thought. Like I feel like they had a plan to present this to Gary, and he would be totally on board with finishing out the season. But he basically told them, "No thanks. I'm going to move on and explore my options." Um, so that I, that's not a good situation for the university but it's how it played out, and they're going to have to deal with it now um, and, and search for another coach. But uh, I thought it was getting more possible they could part ways with him at the end of the year. I did not think they would let him go midseason like this. For, for somebody that's been there for two decades and has done all he's done at TCU, that's pretty shocking. But it was ultimately uh, his choice. They kind of put the ball in his court, and he decided he would rather go ahead and, and get that transition going right now instead of waiting for a couple weeks. Does Gary Patterson coach again? Initially, I would have said no, but, I mean, it, it seems like that might be the case. Like, Jerry Kill said that he wants to coach again. Um, Jeremy Clark, who covers the team for 247, does a really good job. I've heard him say that he's, he's heard that possibility as well. And, I mean, you know, I, I think ultimately, Ward, he'll probably, in a couple weeks, cooler heads will sort of prevail, and he might calm down and say, uh, I, I think I'd rather, um, you know, go – play some country music and, and just relax for a little while. But there's all kinds of coaching jobs out there. I mean, we've seen these analyst jobs become more and more popular, and those pay really well. Uh, so I think that could be a fit for him. And then maybe this is something that just lights a fire under him. I mean, if he's not done, if he thinks he's still got good coaching years available, then I'm sure there's a lot of schools, especially, you know, at the group of five level, that would be really interested in what he would have to say. And um, this might be the thing that sparks him to innovate a little bit. Maybe he wouldn't make a lot of changes at TCU because he's been there for so long, but maybe somewhere with a fresh start, he'd be more willing to uh, do some things differently. Steven, what are you, uh, what are you working on for, uh, for the podcast? Well, obviously a bunch of uh, coverage of the, the transition with Gary Patterson stepping down. We'll have um, a lot of coaching search rumors and, and uh, you know, those things going on over the next few weeks. Feels like Sonny Dykes is the front runner here, which I find pretty interesting. He's done a nice job at SMU, and 
I think you'll also have some pretty strong interest from Texas Tech as well. But we'll break all that down, and uh, they're still playing games apparently. So we'll talk about <laughs> you know the Baylor game and and uh, Kansas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State to finish out the schedule. Yeah, and I'll say this: and Lincoln Riley, I think there was an article today. Uh, Lincoln Riley was expressing his concern about these coaches being uh, terminated in the middle of the year and just what it does to, to, to them, their families, the coach, the other coaches' families, and, and to the program itself. But I, like you guys said, I, I think this is about to, to become the norm with the early December signing date. I mean, if, the, if you're going to move, you got to move in a hurry now, it looks like. No, I agree with you. And, I mean, as soon as, as he stepped down, pretty much all the recruits they had for this class uh, opened up their recruitment because – I mean, hey, they committed to Gary Patterson. Now they got to figure out what's next. Um, and, and that's how a lot of these young guys are handling it at, at this point with, uh, with that situation. So uh, we saw Texas Tech do it. And I know Matt, I, Matt Wells obviously really struggled. I was just kind of surprised they parted ways with him when they were one game away from maybe making a bowl game this year. And I was really shocked that this happened with Gary. But, yeah, you're right. This is kind of the changing landscape of college sports. What does it do to the transfer portal, in your opinion? Because, I mean, it's run rampant before this, but now that you see coaches being let go in midseason, for TCU example, do you foresee that transfer portal affecting them this season because of Gary Patterson leaving, players start jumping ship? Oh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, you got some a really talented guy like Zach Evans. He'll have a lot of interest. I feel like there will be a lot of interest and temptation for him to leave regardless but now that the head coach is gone it makes it a little easier um you know we'll see what quentin johnson does i'm not speculating i don't have any information but i, I just mean those are the types of guys that are going to get a lot of attention from other schools and when the head coach leaves i do believe uh there's a big chance that they could go elsewhere and yeah i mean uh that's one of the things that jeremiah denali said yesterday they wanted somebody who understood the transfer portal and i think a big part of that is they understand guys are going to leave so you need to have somebody come in that can replace that talent and replace it immediately. So um, it's it's almost like free agency, which is what we deal with in pro sports, and now we're dealing with it in, at the college level too. Yeah, because I think that you know we're you're already seeing teams poach, right? And so now with the head coach gone, doesn't that ramp that poaching up? If if you've got a player on your team that that may have went to high school with a really good player on that team that all of a sudden doesn't have a head coach, hey, give him a call and see what he's thinking, right? No, it definitely does. And, I mean, all these all these players are, have NFL aspirations and want to be in a system that's going to have them shine. So if they hear, hey, you can play more over here, we got a more stable situation, you can step right in and, and get to work, um, that's a big deal. And we see it all across the country. You know, every team is adding four, five, six players from the portal. And especially like schools like SMU, Houston, they've thrived with it because if someone's struggling at a bigger school and they want to – uh, move down a level and get a chance to play, they can do that. It's it's become um, a, a pretty crazy situation. And now with the one-time transfer rule with immediate eligibility, uh, it makes it easier for anybody to, to kind of hop from place to place um, and, and try to get a chance to play elsewhere. Steven, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Tom. Have a great day. That is uh, Steven Simcox. It is Locked on Horn Frogs the podcast so there you go uh warden not that i i want to just keep talking about the <laughs> sorry I, I can't even do the college football i was just i just thought you know what i'm gonna alabama seven and one right mm-hmm. i was just gonna look so they they've got a win over miami 
four and four. Mercer, uh, the Fighting Mercers, they're six and two. Mm-hmm. Their other non-conference win was over Southern Miss. It, they're one and seven. In the conference, they uh, they have defeated Tennessee, who's four and four. They have defeated uh, Ole Miss, which is six and two. They've defeated Mississippi State, which is five and three. And they lost. Both of to, those are good wins. And they lost to Texas A and M, which is six and two. Mm-hmm. But if it's about the body of work, Mississippi State's five and three. They got three losses. Right. But who are those losses against? I, I, it well, does matter. It, 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 it does matter. It does. To the when, committee, it when, matters. When they want it to matter. But right. when they don't want it to matter, it doesn't. And that's my frustration. <laughs> if it, Again, it, it, you've got three lost teams ahead of undefeated teams. Right, but Two who, are of those, them. who are those losses to? They take that in consideration, or at least they say they do. Well, uh, <laughs> I get it. I'm right there with you, but it's, it's uh, th- that's the reasoning. Yeah. And and the, the biggest reason is what's on the front of the jersey? They lost, uh, Mississippi State lost to Memphis. Mm-hmm. LSU. Mm-hmm. LSU. Right. Who's looking for a coach? Right. And Alabama. Those are the three losses. Mm-hmm. So the other two losses are Memphis and LSU. So you're telling me that's a good resume? Memphis is. LSU, was that early in the season before they had all the injuries? Well, it's the end of September. Okay. There you go. I, I, look, <laughs> we've said it a million times. They can, they can take anything they want to and find a way to – Spin justify it, it. Spin it the way you want it. Or, or or boot you to the curb and they can justify it. Right. If they don't want you, you're not going. That's why we have a committee. <laughs> In Grapevine, America. <laughs> All right, 848, this is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, and we're right back with more in just a moment. This is the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions. And to have an opportunity to do something that uh, only Ford and Duke have done since uh, the John Wooden days, um, that's, that's, a, that's a great opportunity we have this year. Baylor men's basketball all season long here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Go the distance. Move to First Central Credit Union. Suit up with benefits like free checking that pays you cash, less fees, great rates, quick local loans, easy online applications, a free mobile app, secure remote card control, 24-7 deposits, and more services at our ATMs, and a free new member t-shirt. Join today. Come see us at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Everything we do, we do for you. Eligibility and application requirements apply. Member NCUA. 
When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 8 to 5. A three run home run by Jorge Soler propelled the Atlanta Braves to a 7 0 win over the Astros to take the World Series in six games. It's the first baseball championship for the Braves since 1995. The first college football playoff poll has Georgia on top, followed by Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon. Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Oklahoma finish off the top eight. Baylor is listed at 12, A&M 14. The Jayhawks' leading rebounder from a year ago, Jalen Wilson, will miss the first three games of the season. He's been suspended by head coach Bill Self after his arrest for suspected DUI. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward. Ward is making fun of me. He's <laughs> keep dreaming. I'm just dreaming of the day that. Nah, never mind. <laughs> We've got six weeks of this, don't we? Yeah, we're just getting uh, started. This is the first one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next week we'll worried just, about you. Next week we'll just read it. And move on. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, coming up tonight, uh, John Morris will have the uh, Baylor coaches hour. Uh, and that'll be at 6 o'clock this evening. And then at 7, uh, Sophia Young-Malcolm and Derek Smith will have the uh, Baylor women's basketball game. It's the Baylor women and the West Texas A&M Club, and that's the uh, final exhibition game of the uh, of the 2021-2022 season. That'll be a 7 o'clock tip-off at the Ferrell Center. We'll, uh, we'll go straight to the Ferrell Center from the coaches' show. So no pregame, but uh, right to uh, right to the uh, – Right to the tip, and uh, Derek and, and Sophia will have the call uh, at uh, 7 o'clock tonight. So 
Uh, don't forget our coaches show for uh, for Temple High School tonight at 6 as well over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. You guys, I guess, going to be talking about district championships and playoffs and all that kind of stuff? Well, got a game in, in, before then. They got to take care of business. I mean, you say it more than anybody. It's one game at a time. And, you know, you don't want to go into this final game at Wildcat Stadium and, and get tripped up by Copper's Cove because that could that could certainly, you know, change some things. Uh, what could it change? Seriously. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you're not going to have the district championship by yourself. Uh, and so – So, right now, they've secured a co-championship? Yeah, co-championship okay. with Harker Heights. Okay. Uh, and so, if Harker Heights – uh, if Harker Heights wins and Temple wins, they they get the championship outright because of the head to head. Okay. So you know you got to win to to get that championship. You don't want to be co champions, so that that has to happen. Uh, and then you know I you don't want to look down the road, uh, but it's easy for us to do, and, and we can. It's what we do, yeah, <laughs> and we can. And so you know you you, you also. You don't want to limp into the playoffs. I mean, you, you, you've you got to go into the playoffs on a little bit of a roll. No matter what your record is, you want to go in rolling a little bit. And so I, I think you've got to play four quarters of football, uh, 48 minutes. And, you know, for the Temple Wildcats, that's been that's been a little bit of a, a problem for them this season. So I, I think that it's very important that they put four quarters together and get ready to take on Waxahachie there at Wildcat Stadium. And that's a done week. deal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it'll be a home game uh, at uh, at Wildcat Stadium against the uh, Waxahachie Indians. I saw those guys uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Good football team. Absolutely. Make no mistake about it. Absolutely they are. Very talented. <laughs> if you survive uh, 11-6A, you're a good football team. <laughs> <That's>, that <laughs> is mean, truth. It's just, it's just that simple. So I uh, wanted to just – so, uh, but hopefully everything, uh, you know, and, and that's the beauty of six A. If you win your, if you win your district, you're going to get a home game. Yeah, I, and, and, and I it love, should be there. It should, should be, be that a way all the way through. Absolutely, every every level. It doesn't matter if it's six man all the way up. I think that if you win the district title, you should be at home for no your doubt. first playoff game. No doubt, I, I thoroughly believe that. There, there, that that should be the reward uh, for uh, for not only. Look, four teams make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're average, let's just be honest. If you're average, you got a good shot to make the playoffs. Again, I don't want to get your blood pressure up, but there'll be an zero and ten team we look at next yeah, week. Yeah, in, well, I'm not even going to talk about in that. the deal. Not going to talk about that. Uh, if you're average, you can make the playoffs, but you you should win a if you win a championship, you should be rewarded for. It. I think so. Anyway, there's a that's a subject for another day. Greeny's coming up at nine. John's here at three. Matt's at four, and then John is back at six with the coaches show, and then basketball at seven. Uh, Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics. We'll see you in the morning at seven. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. But this is a place where there's such a beautiful intersection of academics, athletics, character formation, and spiritual growth. And it's celebrated, and that's really, really cool to me. Baylor Women's Basketball, all.